Hello, everyone. Welcome to Minghui Radio, bringing you podcasts of stories relating to the persecution of Falun Gong in China, insights and experiences gained by practitioners during the course of their cultivation, special items of interest, and music composed and performed by Dafa practitioners. The following is an experience-sharing article from the 20th China Farway entitled Visiting More Than 40 Law Firms to Clarify the Truth by a Falun Dafa Practitioner in China. The article was published on the Minghui website on November 18, 2023. Greetings, Master. Greetings, fellow practitioners. Several practitioners and I visited more than 40 lawyers this year to clarify the truth about the persecution of Falun Dafa, and I'd like to share some of our experiences. Part 1. Lawyer couple are happy to hear the truth. One morning, I went to a law firm with another practitioner, Ahui. This was the first law firm we'd visited in the district, and the old couple who worked there received us warmly. The woman told us that they were retired from the court and the law firm's license was in her name. I explained why we were there. We practice Falandafa, and I have been wrongfully convicted in the courts. We were released from prison, but we are appealing. Anhui took out her appeal information and gave it to the woman. She read it carefully and said, When we went abroad, including to Hong Kong and Macau, we saw many people practicing Falun Dafa. Ahui told her about Falun Dafa and that it is practiced around the world. She also told her why the Chinese Communist Party persecutes practitioners. When she asked the woman to quit the party to avoid being implicated for its crimes, the woman understood and agreed to quit. Her husband, who had been listening attentively, also quit the party. The woman said she would accept the complaint and take a good look at the information. She would pass it on to a lawyer with a strong sense of justice and then contact us. We passed by the law firm a few days later and the woman recognised us. She said she was envious of how energetic we looked. She said she had some health issues and showed us her swollen legs. Anhui told her that she'd practised Falun Dafa for more than 20 years and never took medicine. When the woman heard that, she wanted to practise Falun Dafa. We gave her a copy of Master's recent article, How Humankind Came to Be, and an amulet. We asked her to keep saying the words on the little keepsake. Falun Dafa is good. Truthfulness, compassion, forbearance is good. She was very happy. When we asked about our case, she said she'd sent the information to a lawyer. He read it and said the case was rather tricky and he could not decide about it just yet. We felt that as long as they read our appeal and understood that it was legal to practice Falun Dafa in China, that was fine. Part 2. The lawyer was shocked. One afternoon, Ahui and I, along with two other practitioners, went to a law firm. There was a poster advocating women's rights outside the office. A middle-aged man was in the office. I said, You have a poster about protecting women's rights and I have a case that involves exactly that. Ahui handed him the appeal. I then told him a little bit about how I had been persecuted. The lawyer asked some questions and then said that a few years ago a Falun Dafa practitioner in his neighbourhood was arrested and later sentenced. Ahui said, Since July 20, 1999, the CCP has persecuted Falun Dafa and ruled unjustly and wrongfully based on fabricated evidence in thousands of cases. Hundreds of thousands of people have been suppressed for their righteous faith, and thousands of practitioners have been illegally sent to forced labour camps and prisons. But we never broke any laws because there is no law or regulation in China that says practising Falun Gong is illegal. 
Another practitioner handed him the Ministry of Public Security's number 39 document, as well as the Order Number 50 of the General Administration of Press and Publication, which repealed the ban on the publication and printing of Falandafa books. Shocked, the lawyer said, the CCP has been persecuting you for so many years. I thought there must be a law against practising Falandafa, but it seems that it is not the case. We turned on the computer and looked up the laws in question. He searched for a long time but didn't find anything. What we had said was reasonable and well-founded, and the lawyer seemed to be on our side. He told us that when Falun Dafa was first persecuted, he was studying in Changchun and knew many things about the persecution. He also said that in the past some practitioners had come to their law firm, but the firm refused to help them, because the lawyers thought that it was impossible that there wasn't a law against Falun Dafa. He said he would take the time to learn more about our cases. Another practitioner also gave him her appeal and said, I hope you can understand why we appeal. We plan to talk to him again after he read our information. Part 3. What you gave me is so precious. There are several law firms in one district. Two other practitioners and I visited them. One practitioner handed her appeal to a lawyer at the first law firm. He looked at it for a long time and finally said, Falun Dafa has been severely cracked down on. You can protest, but I cannot help. I said, Cracking down hard is not a legal term, and there is no such thing as protesting in our case because we have all been released from prison. The judge is responsible for the case. We also have the right to appeal, so we come to you for help because we trust you. The lawyer didn't say anything. We offered to leave our appeals to him to read, but he refused. We continued down the street and entered another law firm. As soon as we went inside, I noticed the furnishings. A long table surrounded by six chairs, nicely decorated, and a bottle of rose freshener. I could tell that the lawyer must also be a very tasteful person. Sure enough, a middle-aged lady in an elegant black chongsum came out and received us warmly. We explained why we were there, and a practitioner handed her the complaint. She looked at it very seriously. After a few minutes, I asked, Have you heard about Falandafa? She raised her head and replied with a smile on her face. I had a few colleagues who practised Falun Dafa. I asked her what they were like and she said they were all kind and always considerate. I said, Falun Dafa teaches people to be good and to follow the standards of truthfulness, compassion and forbearance. Thousands of people outside China practise Falun Dafa, but in China, under the CCP rule, Falun Dafa has been persecuted since July 20, 1999. As I spoke, I pointed to the practitioner and said, We were illegally sentenced and imprisoned for nearly 10 years because we did not give up our belief and because we exposed the truth about the CCP's persecution of Falun Dafa. She looked at us and said, You are old and wise. I said that it was because by reading Falun Dafa's teachings, we learned why people were here on this earth. On January 20 of this year, our teacher Master Lee published How Humankind Came to Be, which was addressed to the people of the whole world. We asked if she would like to have a copy. She agreed and took it with both hands. The practitioner told her about the staged Tiananmen self-immolation incident and that it was fabricated by former CCP head Jiang Zemin out of jealousy. He wanted people to hate Falun Dafa. The lie deceived many people, so ever since Falun Dafa practitioners who try to clarify the truth risk being arrested and even killed by the CCP. She said... I was illegally sentenced to 10 years in prison just for explaining the truth about Falun Dafa. I still did not give up my belief in truthfulness, compassion, forbearance, which is the truth of the universe. 
Please remember that Falandafa is good. Truthfulness, compassion, forbearance is good. The pandemic is targeting the CCP and its supporters. The CCP is here to destroy mankind, but it will be destroyed by heaven. Quit the CCP to stay safe. The lawyer agreed to quit. When I gave her an amulet, she took it with both hands and said, You want me to know the truth. I want to find out about your case. I haven't done anything, but you have given me so many precious things. I don't deserve them. When we left, she put her palms together and thanked us. Part 4. This time he agreed. When we went to a law firm in another district, a middle-aged male lawyer received us. After we explained why we were there, one practitioner handed him her appeal, saying, We practice Falandafa and we want to appeal. The lawyer said that Falandafa cases were not easy to handle because it was not only a legal case but also a political one. I said, Who made the law? Some individual? That's how ridiculous it is. He laughed. I said, You're a lawyer and you've handled many criminal cases. Have Falandafa practitioners committed any crimes? The CCP is so corrupt that now it is the norm for a CCP official to embezzle tens of billions of yuan. This corruption is only one way the CCP is luring people away from their humanity. There are many others. The CCP want to destroy mankind. Only by withdrawing from it can a person have a future. He did not express his opinion, but he asked, Was the Tiananmen self-immolation real? One practitioner explained in detail the fallacies behind the Tiananmen self-immolation case. He listened and said he would read our materials before he decided. When we returned a few days later, he received us warmly, telling us that he'd read the complaint. There's nothing wrong with you holding fast to your faith. As you know, the Standing Committee of the National People's Congress is an institution of power, but it still has to report to the CPC Central Committee. I said... It seems that there is nothing to be done, but I believe that heavens will destroy the CCP, and we would be wise to act according to the will of heaven. You're a CCP member, right? He said. I was in the army, so yes. I said, quit it and you'll be safe. This time he agreed. We asked him to remember, Falandafa is good. Truthfulness, compassion, forbearance is good, so that he would be blessed. Part 5. The Baby Applauded Practitioner Bai and I went to a law firm. A female lawyer invited us to sit down. We noticed a baby girl of a few months lying on the sofa, kicking her legs and tilting her little head. She was very cute. After a while, a man came in with another client, and the woman pointed at us and said, They came to talk to you. That's when we realised that they were a couple. Bai handed him the complaint, at which point the female lawyer and the client left. He carried the baby to the chair and sat down. The child did not cry and quietly leaned back, watching us. He studied the information for a long time. Finally, he said, No one in our province dares to take a case like this. One of my relatives practices, so I know what Falandafa is. A belief should be allowed as long as it does not harm society or people. I said, You understand the true situation, and the Chinese constitution clearly stipulates that citizens have freedom of belief. He said, The CCP does not see it that way. What it cares about is whether its regime is threatened. I said, Falandafa guides practitioners in accordance with truthfulness, compassion, forbearance. And it is an indisputable fact that practicing Falandafa can benefit China and its people without harming anything. The CCP uses the entire state apparatus to suppress defenseless practitioners, which is intolerable. Bai said, Because I practice Falandafa... 
believe in truthfulness, compassion, forbearance, and clarify the truth to people, I was unjustly sentenced by a CCP court to 10 years. I have no regrets. It is the world's people that suffer because they do not know the truth and are deceived by the CCP's lies. As a person who cultivates truthfulness, compassion, forbearance, I see that people are creating karma for themselves in their ignorance, and I have the responsibility to tell them the truth, which is my mission. Now there are so many natural and man-made disasters, especially the current virus, all of which aim to eliminate CCP members. It is very dangerous to persecute good cultivators. Every cultivator's mission is to help save people so that they can survive the danger. This is what Falun Dafa practitioners truly want. The lawyer said, The more you've suffered, the more courageous you've become. Bai said, Truthfulness, compassion, forbearance are the universal truths, and we adhere to them. The CCP is the enemy of truthfulness, compassion, forbearance. How long can it last? Heaven is about to destroy it. Quitting the party can ensure one's safety. Have you quit? The lawyer said that he'd only joined the Youth League. Bai said, Then quit it. He said, okay. As soon as he said that, the baby applauded. Bai said, let's use the pseudonym Double Happiness to record your withdrawal. Look, your daughter is applauding you. He smiled and agreed. Part 6. Conclusion We are very aware of how urgent it is to save people. This year we have visited more than 40 law firms in several districts of the city and talked to over 50 lawyers. By clarifying the truth to them, many lawyers now understand what Falun Dafa is and why the CCP persecutes us. Many lawyers now understand that Falun Dafa has always been legal in China, and although the CCP has persecuted Falun Dafa under the pretense of upholding the law for 24 years, there is no legal basis for this persecution. By interacting with us, the lawyers also see that practitioners are kind, peaceful and rational, and they know that Falun Dafa is good, and truthfulness, compassion, forbearance is good. Many of them quit the CCP organisations. I've only mentioned a few examples in this article. As I wrote this article, I recalled what Master said in Congratulatory Message from the Essentials of Diligent Progress 3. Quote, Dafa disciples, you are golden light in the mortal world, the hope of the world's people. Far disciples who help master and future far kings. Keep diligent, awaken ones that walk the earth. Everything of today will be the glory of the future. Unquote. I was moved to tears. I'm extremely grateful to Master for giving us these opportunities. Master, I have the supreme honor of being your disciple in this lifetime. Thank you, Master. The following is an experience sharing article entitled Embracing the Divine with a Humble Heart by Yu Ming. The article was published on the Minghui website on March 18, 2022. Growing up in China with an atheist education under the Communist Party, I had always busied myself in pursuing a better life or getting promoted at work. 
In my eyes, everything was tangible and practical. It never occurred to me whether there were deeper connections between things or the existence of the divine or a higher consciousness. Thirty years ago, Falun Dafa, an ancient spiritual discipline, was introduced to the world. I had the privilege of reading the teachings. Although I had little knowledge on gods, Buddhas, and spiritual cultivation, I was touched by the beautiful sacredness of Dafa. My innate pursuit for goodness shone through and led me to Dafa. Falun Dafa's profound exposition on life, the universe, and its fundamental characteristics opened my eyes. One day, I suddenly understood that gods are real. Gods and Buddhas have great abilities. Without moving their hands or feet, they are able to do what others cannot do. But somehow, I still couldn't understand the manifestation of miracles, even after years of spiritual cultivation. In the past, I was at odds with my husband over trivial matters. In my eyes, I was often wrongfully accused, despite having better character and good intentions for him. When he grew unreasonable and a mutual understanding couldn't be met, my resentment, jealousy, and suffocation would evolve into anger. It was not until I made up my mind to truly act by Dafa's requirements that I was able to move on in my cultivation. Although our quarrels had lessened after I practiced Adafa, I would still weigh rights and wrongs with surface reasons and then passively accept it. I thought to myself, this is how it is, and it can be helped. A few years ago, I finally began to pay attention to this problem and decided not to emphasize various superficial reasons and justifications and let my own attachments fall away. Instead, I needed to focus on unconditionally improving myself. It pained me to my core to still look within unconditionally to find my own faults, especially when I felt wronged and indignant. Fortunately, Dafa's teachings constantly strengthened my righteous thoughts and let me see my shortcomings. I began to recognize attachments such as resentment, anger, jealousy, and many other bad thoughts within me. I was limited to my own point of view and had formed negative thoughts and stubborn notions toward family members. I was able to recognize and correct more and more of these problems. As I continued to see my limitations, superficiality, indifference, and irrationality, I developed a sense of humility and truly felt that as a human being, we need to be humble and kind. Looking back at my own cultivation journey, I suddenly realized that I had experienced many miracles without ever noticing it. I had not been in a hospital for 20 years, yet I was in better health than my younger self. When detained in the brainwashing center, I was on a hunger strike for over 20 days, yet my body was functioning normally. The only thing I noticed was that I lost some weight. After being force-fed with a thick salt paste, 
I was in critical condition and was diagnosed with tuberculosis. I stopped the medicine after returning home, and three months later, my re-examination showed that the tuberculosis calcification had healed. In prison, the torture I endured was enough to break a regular person's spirit. But with Dafa in my heart, I was able to withstand it with peace, without bearing resentment or hatred for the perpetrators. I came to an understanding that things that cannot be explained or achieved by science or the average human were the work of the divine and the manifestation of miracles. With this new understanding, I felt that miracles were omnipresent even in this modern chaotic society. People with incurable illnesses were suffering from natural or man-made disasters, regained their lives after sincerely chanting the auspicious phrases, Falun Dafa is good, truthfulness, compassion, forbearance is good. Many people who were addicted to drugs, gambling, video games, or grew agitated, depressed, or suicidal, quit the bad thoughts after taking up Dafa. Even death row inmates, upon hearing from unlawfully imprisoned Dafa practitioners, were touched by Dafa's principles and atoned for their sins. It's also a miracle that Falun Dafa practitioners have endured over 20 years of brutal persecution and suppression by the Chinese Communist Party and the entire state apparatus and persevered in spreading the truth. Now that I think about it, Dafa cultivation has never been short of miracles. They are all around us, but it just depends on whether we can recognize it or not. Since ancient times, viewing human existence, the human body, life, and everything else as God's creation was commonly accepted. It's the divine that unconditionally gives every person in the world sunlight, air, water, day and night, life, and the environment in which we live. But the lie of atheism and the theory of evolution has cut off the connection between man and the divine and led people to sin against the divine. Because of modern notions and atheism, some people, including practitioners, remain oblivious to the divine existence around us. Looking back, wasn't I one of them? Since ancient times, good is rewarded with good, and evil with evil was common sense for those of righteous faith. It is with righteous faith and the divine blessings that we humans have been able to continue for thousands of years to come to this day. Although we have been poisoned by atheism and the theory of evolution, it is in the nature of man to be good. As human beings, we need to have faith in the divine and be humble to everything around us, as there is a divine presence in everything in the world. Thank you for listening to the Minghui Radio Podcast. For more information, including news about the persecution of Falun Gong practitioners in China and experience sharing stories by practitioners around the world, please visit our website at en.minghui.org.